1: Hello guys, welcome to the SC Playbook question and answer for NRL Supercoach round 5. Tim Williams here behind the mic. Uh, So the way we do this generally is with the the SC Playbook subscribers through the WhatsApp chat the first few weeks of the season. And all last year I'd jump in and take all the questions uh, via WhatsApp. Uh, Last week we started doing it with a podcast in that format and putting the audio in there, but this week we'll be uploading onto the SC Playbook Spotify and iTunes channels, give everyone access to it. Uh, Obviously only taking questions from the SC Playbook subscribers, which is via the WhatsApp chat. So the idea behind it is essentially that firstly, you can get through questions nice and quick, give plenty of feedback for anyone that is interested. And secondly, the fact that I'm recording Thursday morning this week, the Halfback podcast will be dropping Friday morning uh, in round five is that, you know, things change from Tuesday night when the podcast drops, even beers and break-evens Wednesday morning. So by Thursday afternoon, we get a bit of late mail, a few changes. You know, I might change my 6 v starts, my captains, my trades. So just a more updated sort of look at things and, of course, to, to give a bit of feedback to you and any dilemmas you're having with your questions. And a great example of this week is that uh, it sounds like Josh Schuster is a confirmed out for the Manly Seals, I believe, one of the most, I think he was the second most traded in player this week in Supercoach. So... That's already impacted my trades at this stage. Now, Schuster was a player that I had come in at, at initially. I was going from, who was it? Tommy, uh, Tommy Turbo's my skipper at this stage. But I was getting Garrick in for Hamiso Tabui Fido. Now, Ham's got a break even for 30 and... A nice matchup against the Dragons. Could definitely wait a week on that one. Ditto Jermaine Asako. I don't own him. He's got to break him for 29, but could hold off on that one if needed. Uh, but I am happy to move him on, especially if it's getting in Ruben Garrick versus the New Knights. Uh, a big part of that was Josh Schuster being on the left edge. Just such a direct ball player. I, he gives so much space to the blokes outside him, which were going to be Tom Trebojevic and uh, Ruben Garrick regardless, young Cooper Johns will come into the side there. He'll do a good job, and I still like Garrick in this one. Running at Greg Marju, the big beast. What a player he is. However, defensive issues, so I think Garrick might have a field day there. So I I like that as one trade. You can still go early on Schuster. I I believe it's a quad issue, so there's every chance that he'll be back in next week anyway and be one of the most traded in players. I don't think there's any major harm. If he's freeing up your cash to go to someone like Garrick or Nico Hines this week, Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's a fine play. The one I'm looking at is Jackson Ford. He's just—if you take out his concussion, he's ticking every box. I know there's concern over obviously Jazz Tavon back in the mix, um, uncertainty around Toru Harris and his fitness. Does he play? Does he not? Does Jackson Ford play 80 minutes? But there, there's a quote out of the club from Webster during the week saying that you know he essentially needs to be out there for big minutes. He's a—he's a battler. He's a toiler. He gets through the hard yards. He's not an impact player off the bench. Jackson Ford, so. To be honest, his base has been terrific, and he hasn't put a foot wrong. So I'm looking at Luke Garner to Jackson Ford this week. Next week, I would be going either Boyd or Isaiah Katoa down to Schuster to free up a little bit more cash for the, the big Nico Hines trade in round six. Anyway, let's get stuck into it. First question from Lukey Williams. He asks, Think of trading for feeder out for Ford this week, only to get back next week for feeder, that is, to get Cleary into partner Hines. Options next week are to upgrade Wilton or Preston if they top out. He says, You think this is getting too cute or a decent use of buyers? since it's only the one extra trade as long as you don't start playing with it every round? Uh, look, don't love it just because obviously you are using two, two trades yet for feeder in and out. I, I see I see the appeal of getting Cleary and Nico this week also with, with two nice matchups, especially Cleary against the Raiders without Jackie White. And they're battling a bit, the poor old Durs. So... Look, n- not for me personally, but, you know, the, the way you phrased it, it's essentially one trade. Wilton, Preston, you know, they could top out soon and be a move on. So it's a, n- not a trade for me, but I can see where you're going with that one. Question from Jeff Popple. Want to get in Nico without ripping the team apart by getting rid of Holmes or Dewey. Thoughts about going Tohu to Matt Croker and then Walker to Nico. Would leave me Croker and Stefano in the front row this week. Yeah, don't love it. Matt Croker, look, he's he's scored well early on, averaging mid forties. I think the issue is that they've got middle forwards coming back. Adam Elliott's due back any week now. Kurt Mann left the ground early last week, I believe, who was playing as a lock, so Croker came in and played extra minutes there. Croke has played 48 and 43 minutes the last two rounds for scores of 50 and 54. So negative eight break even, 319k. I don't mind it, but Fayette, you're leaving yourself just quite light on in the front row, especially if Tim Sheens does decide to make any wholesale changes there after a poor start of the season. Stefano does play lesser minutes. You're just light on. And Tohu, if he's okay and he still plays his minutes, whether he plays this week or not, I just think he's a hold. Unless there's any word that he's out for, you know, two weeks plus... He he's one that I think you just plug in your front row, essentially, for the rest of the season, especially as he, he won't be impacted over the buy period. So, by any further news on his injury, I think Toru's a hold, so I don't love that play. Question from Bailey. Should I go Dewey and Murray to Hines? Bracket would have to play Schuster or Qatar at 5'8". A few of these, uh, the subbies I just dropped in the chat, the, the the updated Schuster news. but Or Murray and Val to Nico, Nico and Lemuelu. Lemuel is one who's actually flown under the radar a little bit uh, and not a bad buy this week and certainly an alternative to Jackson Ford, just a little bit more expensive. Look, Dewey scored 54, playing sort of injury effect with that that sore hoof last week. He has a really good history against the Broncos. And he's had maybe two big tons his last two games at Suncorp. He lost a bunch of cash last week. It's a high break even again. But look, I've just got bigger issues in my team than Adam Dewey. So I'll be holding If he's your ticket to Nico Hines, I think I, I certainly understand that. And Cam Murray's the same. I understand why, again, we spoke about this during the week a fair bit about people selling out off Cam Murray, but he's already lost $82,000. He's basing 53 so far this season, base 62 last week. The bunny's jaw does soften up after this week. Even the storm game, to be honest, the storm looked trash. So I, I don't actually I think Cam Murray is probably a hold for me. Again, if he's your only ticket to Nico, understandable. So be it. Question from Jackson. Hey mate, am I crazy to hold trades this week? I want to bring in Hosking and Greg Marju for Dory and Alamotti. Then get Hines in round seven for Cardi Party. What do you reckon, cheers? Not absolutely not. Crazy to hold trades. My biggest bit of advice around uh, your, your trades and each week when people ask, you know, can I hold? Of course you can hold trades. If p- people force trades for the sake of, of doing, that, they want to change the team up and do this. But unless there's two that you really like, you don't have to do it. So I think this is actually, particularly now with out a decent week that maybe you can save a trade if you're, you're happy with your side, particularly those who already have Nico in and uh, are pretty comfortable. So yeah, no, I think it's, very fine to hold trades. As you mentioned, Hosking, he's not changing price this week, nor is Greg Marju. There's job security issues over Greg Marju. Uh, Hosking, you know, we'll have Liam Martin, likely and Luke Garner back from injury next week. While I think Mar, oh, sorry, Hosking is pretty safe and, and will lock in a, a big minute roll, hopefully 80 minutes, yeah, there's no harm in waiting a week. So, Matt, I, I certainly get that one. Question from Drew. Can't seem to nail my reserves, mate. I think you're in the same boat as everyone this year. It's been a tough one, particularly the CT dub. Not so much reserves, but your CT dub pick and plays. They, the blokes with the good matchups have gone poorly, and the blokes with the bad matchups have turned up. So, a la Tan Pereira and Warbrick last week, granted, those was against the Tigers. Anyway, Drew says, I've already got Ford, Cleary, and Walsh. Who would you pick for fourth between Loiero, Preston, Alamotti, or Warbrick? Jacob Preston, every single day of the week. He's such a goer. Big work rate. He has attacking stats in him. He's averaging 55 this season. Uh, Only 42 points last week, but 44 in base. Two weeks before that, 53-53. He'll be in my team most weeks going forward till I I likely sell him off for a genuine gun. But uh, 55 average now. He could average 65-70 before we we trade him off. Goes good, the young fella. Sean O'Connor. Is Teague Wilton considered a top five 2RF and still a trade-in despite... Uh, paying more than most have for him. No, I don't think he is, mate. He's going great guns. And I suppose in his favour is, you know, Nico back now. Granted, Nico is more on that right edge, but Nico goes all over the park. He's an animal. Break even 34. He's basing 53 game, which is excellent. There's more attacking stats to come for Teague. Like, he's an okay buy this week. But when we're looking at all these two RF buys, such as Jackson Ford, Josh Schuster, now probably next week, if, if confirmed that he is out. But it does look that way. You know, Zach Hosking, I, I don't think uh, T will be a keeper. So I, I wouldn't be trading him in this week. Question Stuart O'Brien. Can only get one of Walsh or Garrick. Thoughts on which one? I think, I think Garrick, mate. Look, the Tigers match up for Walsh. Is terrific. Break even 19, so there's more money to be made there. My gut feel is just that like Walsh, despite averaging 95, is probably not a keeper, namely because he's in that position with Tedesco, Latrell Mitchell, Tom Travoyevich, who I think will be better long-term, despite, in fact, I'm quite confident they will. Reuben Garrick, the fact you can get him at CT Dub and strengthen that position, I think it's, it's Garrick for me. Question from Alf. Wise to hold off a third boost as a head-to-head player? This would be to get high if used. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and guys, encourage head-to-head questions as well. We obviously focus on overall a lot with SC Playbook and, and general super coaches. So uh, head-to-head questions, more than welcome. I think it is wise to hold off. Look, I'm obviously more overall focused in terms of super coach, but I think that surely you want to be holding a boost come finals time, don't you? That's all about, you you make the top eight, you try to make the top eight and if you get there, you have your boost for week one of finals, hopefully week two of finals, you know, even, I think a great, great week to hold a boost for is that first week after the third major origin buy where you try and get your team as quickly to your your game seven as you can. Again, I'm aware that Head-to-head players won't plan around the buys and their team will still be stronger, but there's still going to be players that you're half going to hold and won't sell off because they do play in, say, a major buy round. So I think a boost for, for yeah, that week after the last major buy round is good to save one. So three this early on for head-to-head, I'd be avoiding, mate. Wado Spear. Good man, Wado. Would you trade Meany to Garrick if you also have Holmes and Karazs? Tossing up whether to get Garrett now or wait till Alamotti peaks and then trade him for a fourth gun. I don't have Heinz though. I Meany's going good. <clears throat> he's averaging 72. Scores of 76, 38, 103, 71. Break even 29. Uh, look, it's a tough three weeks upcoming for the Bunnies, Roosters, Manly. Uh, for the storm against those three, I should say. It's a tough one, isn't it? Because on form, like, hold on to him. Like, Pappenhausen's back in. Sounds like a few weeks, but hmm, uh, <laughs> that's a tough one, mate. I'd be tempted to maybe hold another week on that form, but it could be one of until where you pull the trigger on. We know the, the ceiling on Garrick, so yeah, I don't mind it. That being said, there's a lot of people looking to move on Alamotti early. He's got to break him from negative 14. Give him another week. So, you know, plays de- a de- fairly depleted cowboy side in Sydney this week, so i would be holding off. <coughs> Paul, is Cleary as good a buy as Heinz? Cheaper, no buy up to origin, (coughs) similar schedule strengths. I think so. Uh, Just because of the buy next week. Essentially, if you don't, say you don't own Cleary or Heinz, you get two weeks of Cleary v. one week of Heinz. Heinz isn't going to change price, Cleary's got a, a triple-figure break-even. Maybe he he does drop in value this week, but again, I, I hope I'm wrong from Raiders' sake, but a very achievable break-even for one fifteen for Cleary. So, uh, look, I, I understand going on Cleary before Hines this week, for sure. Hey, uh, Brad. Hey, mate, who would you go? Alamotti, Preston, or Cardi, last reserve? Jacob Preston. Question from Maddie, Tim Williams, I currently have... Tappany, Stefano, and Welch in the front row forward. It's good for backup, but it's having two ranges taking up too much. Is having two ranges taking up too much cash for not enough output? I don't think so, mate. I fully understand the issue there, but I know that my side, I'm very happy with my squad makeup at the moment, but I've got Joey Tappany and Stefano Udekumano at the front row, and then my two backups are Moali and Pelé. If either of Stefano or Taps go down this week or are laid out, I have to play one of the other two, and that's just not what you want. So you know, I am a little bit nervous about that, and, and it can force trades. Cotto was injured last week, so I had to get tapping in. If you are in the same boat and, and had Cotto there, or, or lost you know one of your starting front rows, you could slot uh, you know the other in. Be it well, or Stefano. So uh, it's it's not a bad position to be in, but yeah, fully do understand that one. Dan, Dan Farquhar. Sorry, mate, I don't know how to pronounce your last name, but uh, I do know Dano's a good man. How concerned should the community be of Cam Murray being gerbo i.e. Oh, the changing role where his hands are on the ball more frequently, but he's being used as a distributor rather than hitting the line? Not a lot, to be honest. I, I, look, I understand it, but he's playing big minutes this year, so part of that might be they're just going to make uh, just ball play a, a little bit more as that link man, as the, obviously the ball playing lock just to take a little bit of the workload off you in terms of running. But his ball playing is also so elite. He gets a lot of tries, and line assists and whatnot off it. So, I mean, he also made 51 tackles last week. So Cam Murray, I don't know, I'd be not too concerned. Look, put it this way. He's run- when you say Gerbode, Cam Murray's running game is way too good to focus on ball playing. And they have a lot of great ball players in that side, so they'd be mad if they started getting ball playing too much and, and not running often. So yeah, I, I wouldn't be worried. Dano, Dano's back. Uh, what are you hearing regarding Garrick and a possible move to centre? When do you see this move happening, if at all? Uh, I mean, I suppose yeah. Now the injury to Tolita Kula could open that up, but. I don't know. I think Kooler's so much more effective on the wing. So it's like Cola, Garrick, I, I think he'll stay there, mate. Obviously, big ramifications for Supercoach, so one to keep an eye out for, but I don't think it'll happen. I suppose when, when Jason Saab comes back, I think he's mid-season or a little bit before, if they want him back on the wing, maybe they could shift him there. But Brad, they love Brad Park there. Kohler has been unreal this season. He's not going anywhere. So you know, as long as that's the case, Garrick's going to be on the wing. But... Obviously, half are coming in at centre now. There, there is an avenue for it. So keep an eye out for it. Question from Sam Crichton. Any world where you just bring in this week? Mate, it's round five for 27 round comp. All I do is preach cash gen, cash gen, cash gen. Uh, there's no harm in going for the points plays of like Garrick or, or Hines this week, but at the same time, very early on in the year, build that bank. Don't mind it at all. JL, Toto to Garrick sideways or is Garrick a must? <clears throat> Look, I think it's sideways, especially when Toto is 170k more. If they had the same price, I'd be like, yeah, sure, why not? But 170k to, to get rid of Brian Toto? Yeah. I don't know. The, the, I love Garrick as a buy, but you're paying top dollar for him. He's not exactly going to make money. Uh, I I wouldn't be doing it. Braden, hey mate, thoughts on going near Corey and Holmes to Ford and Garrick this week with a vision of going Alamotti, Thompson, Preston and Marnie to Marju Hosking and a cheaper mid-range hooker next week. Similar, I suppose, to before in the sideways of, of toto to Garrick, Val Holmes, he's having 61, has been rock solid, not too many attacking stats to his name. I Holmes is, Holmes is a hold for me. It's a, a bit less cash going him to Garrick being 110k. Uh, so, yeah, I don't love the play, but I, I understand it. Next up, Benny Brock. Legend, Benny. <clears throat> to get in Garrick, one, waste a boost on Luke. And Ford for Boyd and Loyero. Two, take a punt on hands for Boyd. Don't take a punt on hands, mate. He played one game last week, played 30 minutes. Josh Hodgson's a big minute hooker. Hands scored a try. I just wouldn't be going early. I prefer the Luke play, to be honest, if you really want Garrick this week. I'm eyeing Sonny Luke next week for Reid Marnie as the cash play to get, to get Nico Hines in round seven. But... I don't know, mate. That, yeah, Luke, obviously not playing this week. Ford looks decent, but we want to see minutes. I think it's a good buy. Boyd not playing. Loyero's been okay. Yeah, I, I probably wouldn't. I, I want to keep Murray in for feeder. says, I already have Schuster and Preston, etc. So there's that If you're planning on playing Schuster this week, you know, you'd need a, another decent starter in your 17. So question marks. Homer. Sassy bloke, old Homer got a bit of got a bit of bit of banter about him. I like Homer. Have you put a line through the Raiders this year after you lost to Newcastle? I uh, haven't put a line through us. No, not at all. We're, we're a goody side. We often start slow. I think we can bounce back in time, but there's serious issues with this side. Fullback, we're very short of fullback. Interesting to see how Xavier Savage returned, but I, I just. This sounds very simple, but I think we need to start offloading the ball, ball a little bit more and bringing a bit of that second-phase play into our side because we don't have a lot of strike our edges. Jack Whiten's now out as well, so off the back of taps, Papali'i, Howard and Ira. These great offloads, big, strong forward pack. We need to create off the back of that. Matthew, if you had to choose Kiraz or Garrick this week, where would you go? That's a great question. Uh, look, I'm Garrick. They're both... They're both terrific buys. So what's Garrick? Seven seventy-six k. Kira's seven thirty-eight k. A little bit cheaper. You're not going to go too far wrong, are you? Either way, I, as I said, I'm going get Garrick, but uh, it's going to kill me every single week that I don't have Kiraz. Look, I suppose I'm based on the fact that I have more faith in Manly putting some teams away and putting on some big scores on their day because they can just be relentless, especially off the back of Tommy Turbo, who's just going to be feeding Garrick all day. Uh, the doggies have looked okay. They've had their moments, some really good moments, terrific against the Storm, but I just think the ceiling for Manly is higher, and I think there's going to be games where Garrick will stroll over for tries, whereas Kiraz has to work his absolute ringer off to, to get his big points off, which he does, you had something like twenty-seven runs last week. Both great buys. Either way is fine, but Garrick for me. Todd Greasley, mate. Thoughts on going Murray to Ford to get Hines and Garrick? Yeah, I, I, I like that. So when I want to say that I think Murray's a hold. If as a result of that you're getting Ford, Hines, and Garrick, they're pretty damn good trades. Damien Askey, if you're waiting on Hines this week and using cash to go Thompson to Garrick. How are you planning on going Walker to Hines? Is it Marnie to Luke? Jeez, mate, a bit going on there. Sorry, I've got a. I'm on the uh, the SuperCoach count uh, countdown show with Tommy Sankin stars uh, very shortly, so I've got to get moving. Sorry, mate. Uh, Miss Jane, if you're a head-to-head player, would you skip Hines and take the loss this week, or match opponent? <clears throat> Firstly, cop the loss. Nico hasn't even played yet. Warriors have been good the last few weeks. I hope they can get up for it again. But sure, like yeah, you don't you don't need to rush on Hines. He when I say don't need to rush, either this week or after the buy for sure. But you you can skip Hines this week and get away with it and still win your head-to-head. Don't don't put a line through it just yet. Question from James. Any idea what Tino's brother's job security is like? Likely going to downgrade Ali to him and go Sammy Walker to Hines. I wouldn't go it this week. So I think we mentioned, I might have mentioned on the podcast on Tuesday night that he was, might have referred to him as an edge, can't really remember, a lot going on. But he's a middle, he's a prop, uh, Isaac Fusul Malawi. They've just signed Thomas McKayley as a middle. The Titans effective immediately from the UK. I would hold off this week with the Titans on the bye and see what happens. Guys, I have to jet. So we'll wrap that up for this week's Q&A. There's a couple in there that I missed. Apologies, but uh, we'll be back each and every week doing this. Any feedback, much appreciated, guys. If there's anything else you'd like from me or the way we go about this each week, I think it's a good little opportunity to to give feedback. And so not just to the subscribers who are asking the question, but to get a a bit of more up-to-date Thursday afternoon material out there for you guys. So thanks for tuning in and good luck this week.